Tina queer, no my hearty my. My name is Will Appleby, and you're listening to Animal Matters. More scandal for the racing industry. We'll recap the Greyhound doping scandal from a couple of weeks back, and we have some new cases of doping as well. This time in the horse racing industry. Unfortunately, these people are escaping criminal charges, and it's all to do with how the racing industry polices itself. Animal Matters is brought to you by Safe for Animals. We release new episodes every week, so make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever your favourite podcast platform is. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at safe.org.nz forward slash animal matters. In episode 28, a couple of weeks ago, you'll remember the Greyhound doping scandal. To recap... Angela Turnwald, a greyhound trainer, was fined $3,500 and disqualified from racing for four months after her dog Zipping Sarah tested positive for methamphetamine. The circumstances around how Zipping Sarah ingested the meth are disputed. Turnwald denies that she administered it. She initially argued that people who had recently consumed meth might have patted the dog after racing, but given the large amount of meth that was in Zipping Sarah's system, that argument didn't stack up, and she abandoned it. In the end, the circumstances around how Zipping Sarah ingested the meth, or how she was administered the drug, could not be established, but the Judicial Control Authority issued the penalty as a deterrence. The judgment from the case stated that methamphetamine is a potent central nervous system stimulant, which poses significant animal welfare issues and the level of the drugs in the dog system was particularly large. In the short term, meth can enhance performance. However, there are serious side effects, obviously, including increased agitation, aggression, seizures, renal failure, and even death. Angela Turnwald might think this chapter is done and dusted, but let's take a step back and look at how the racing industry, including greyhound racing, polices itself. There are two main bodies that investigate, prosecute and issue penalties in the racing industry for those who break the rules of racing. There's the Racing Integrity Unit and the Judicial Control Authority for Racing. Remember that bit about the rules of racing. We'll get back to that later. The Racing Integrity Unit, or RIU for short, is charged with managing integrity issues within thoroughbred racing, harness racing and greyhound racing. They are responsible for investigating and prosecuting breaches of the rules of racing. When the RIU finds a breach, the proceedings are heard by the Judicial Control Authority for Racing, which is a quasi-judicial body established under the Racing Act. We'll call them the JCA from now on. They're like a court, except they're not a court. Similar to a court, the JCA hears from the RIU, who are prosecuting, they hear from the defendant, any witnesses, they consider the evidence, and issue penalties. Sounds all well and good, except for the fact that the JCA and the RIU are both run by the racing industry. The Racing Integrity Unit is only concerned with breaches of the rules of racing, and the Judicial Control Authority can only issue penalties under the Racing Act. They have no power to seek criminal charges under the Animal Welfare Act. Breaches of the Animal Welfare Act can only be prosecuted by the Ministry for Primary Industries, SPCA or the police. In this case, it would fall to NPI, 
who could lay criminal charges, which would then be heard in a court of law. And that's really the crux of the issue. While administering prohibited substances to greyhounds is a breach of the rules of racing, a dog ingesting or being administered meth is a serious animal welfare issue. Cases like this belong in a court of law, and the JCA is not a real court. So we have a situation where, one way or another, a dog ingested meth. That should prompt an investigation from MPI. In this case, it didn't. In fact, MPI didn't even bother looking into the case. As far as they were concerned, the matter had been dealt with by the JCA. Essentially what this means is people in control of animals in the racing industry are escaping criminal charges when they mistreat animals. If horse and greyhound racing fell under normal animal welfare rules, those that farmers are subjected to, they would face hefty fines, possibly jail time, or both. MPI are now looking into the Greyhound meth case, thanks in part to SAFE lifting the lid on it. But it's not the only recent example of serious animal abuse that's gone unchecked. Last week, details of a case where harness racing trainer Jesse Alford was caught administering dangerous substances to two horses were revealed at a JCA hearing. Alford was caught injecting two horses with formalin, which contains formaldehyde, an incredibly toxic substance used in embalming. Formalin use in horse racing has become a problem in both Australia and New Zealand, where trainers use it to treat bleeding of the lungs, a common injury caused by the stresses and rigours of racing. The use of formalin is strictly banned though, because it's so dangerous. There is no legitimate reason to inject formalin into a horse. So this case is currently going through the JCA. Alford could be banned from horse racing for up to nine years. But again, this is a serious case of animal mistreatment. This case belongs in a court of law where criminal charges under the Animal Welfare Act can be laid. And it's only MPI who can really do that. And as of yet, there's no indication whether they will pursue criminal charges or even investigate the matter. When you've got serious cases of animal abuse, neglect, or mistreatment of animals, it shouldn't be left to a kangaroo court to hand out penalties. This speaks to a larger structural issue in terms of how we enforce animal welfare laws in New Zealand. Yes, MPI should be stepping in here and investigating mistreatment of animals in the racing industry. But they currently only have about 38 animal welfare inspectors, which isn't even enough to monitor the 160 million farmed animals in New Zealand, let alone the animals used in the racing industry. MPI have their own biases as well. Their primary purpose is economic. They want to promote the interests of animal exploiting industries. Animal welfare will always come secondary to that goal. What we actually need is an independent voice for animals. All animals. We need to establish a commissioner for animals, fully funded to investigate all animal welfare issues and complaints. So when animals are at risk, it is investigated and justice in a court of law can be sought. That goes for the racing industry as well. Every year around the same time, the peaceful wetlands of Aotearoa are disturbed by the blasts from shotguns as hunters descend on ducks and birds of all sorts for the annual bird shooting season. This year it began on the 1st of May, which means countless birds, including natives, will be injured and killed. I say injured because overseas studies indicate that wounding rates from duck shooting could be between 10 and 30%. 
that means hundreds of thousands of birds could suffer slow, agonising death. And it's not difficult to figure out why. Birdshot, the ammunition used specifically for bird shooting, fires a spread of tiny pellets that can easily hit non-target birds. Even humans for that matter. On the opening weekend, two women received minor injuries while walking along the Clutha River in Alexandra. They were hit by stray shotgun pellets fired by two bird shooters on a boat. The police have now released the photos of the two men because they're now searching for them. Unfortunately, the police don't go on a manhunt when birds are wounded by shooters. But it doesn't stop at wounding rates either. Reports of illegal dumping emerge every year. Consistently, each season, members of the public approach SAFE with pictures they've taken of dead birds, shot by bird shooters, and abandoned in public spaces in full view. Most recently, this happened in Otago, where a member of the public found about 20 dead birds dumped near Long Beach, which is about 10 kilometres away from Port Chalmers. This person called SAFE and the SPCA, not knowing who to go to to make a complaint. Unfortunately, it's not easy because there's no easily accessible process to make a complaint of illegal dumping, and the perpetrators almost never get caught. And illegal dumping is never going to stop, at least not until bird shooting is banned. It's now illegal in three states in Australia, and it's long overdue to be banned in New Zealand as well. Thank you for listening to Animal Matters. This podcast was brought to you by Safe for Animals, New Zealand's leading animal rights organisation, and produced by myself, Will Appleby. Make sure you subscribe to stay across Animal Matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, mate wa.